Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Gabby. And today we will be discussing John chapter 6 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. Chris is going on uh, training. Training. So He's going to train for that big monies. Yes. So. Shout out to Chris. You get me and Gabby today. Damn, right. I know you're disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have Chris to like ground us and keep us focused <laughs> it's fine we'll be fine okay so the news today um game of thrones star amelia clark lands the next movie role mm. um so she will be in the in a new marbles what movie secret invasion um huh. it Oh, wait, no. Wait. The actress who famously played Daenerys Targaryen in the hit HBO series and will soon be seen in Marvel's Secret Invasion has joined McCarthy. So the article is about McCarthy. But Um, she's also... She's also going to be in Marvel's, though, which I didn't know about. Damn, she's getting Marvel money? Yeah, Okay, Amelia. And so the movie this is talking about, though, is about um, U.S. Senator Joseph McCarthy, uh, who drove the anti-communist doctrine known as McCarthyism. Okay. So, um, it says it will also explore what what drove the lawyer and decorated former U.S. Marine down a path that led to show trials and venomous populism. She will take on the role of McCarthy's politically ambitious wife, Jean Kerr, opposite Man of Steel's Michael Shannon, who plays the McCarthy. Huh. So. Interesting. Yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't read that part about the secret invasion part. So, yeah. Um, on to the review. So, last episode, um, Robert returned from hunting. He was severely injured by the boar, um, and he... It's basically put him on his deathbed. So, mm-hmm. Bobby B is on the way out. Yep. <laughs> um, Robert named Ned as the new protector of the realm in his dying wish- wishes and asked that... Um, Daenerys Targaryen not be harmed if it wasn't too late. And today, the recruits at the wall get their assignments for after they swear into the Night's Watch. John and Sam say their vows at the Weirwoods and are now sworn brothers of the Night's Watch. And ghosts find something a little unsettling in the woods. Ooh. Yep. Ghosty. Ghosty. Anyway, um, alright, so this episode we have Elementalist. Which we've had before. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's Pinot Grigio. It's from California. And it's from 2020. I don't know too much about it. It doesn't really say... I think this is one of the ones we really like, because I feel like we've had this a few times on the pod. Aromas of white peach, key lime, and orange blossom. Yum. I could see that. With pear notes and a whisper of melon. Oh, a whisper. A whisper. A whisper with melon. Just... I gotta try it again. Oh, you get some more ASMR. A whisper. Just a whisper of... What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Alright, pour it. That just shows that I can't do ASMR. I think I would laugh at myself too Or like the... (laughs) Don't do it on there. It's too loud. I've said it before. (laughs) It's really loud. We don't want to blow out their eardrums. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I've actually did. I've played around with the mic before and did that, and it, it's very loud. 
Interesting. Okay, so our uh, 22nd wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules, is texture might be the second most important quality in wine. So texture? this means. Interesting. Texture, yeah. So this means, like, how does it feel in your mouth? Um, if it's creamy, it may have gone through malolactic fermentation, which is basically softening the acidity of the wine. If it has tannins, it could be subtle or it could be aggressive and feel like it's, like, scraping your mouth. Um, the author says to keep in mind that a wine's density, or how concentrated the flavors are, isn't the same as texture, because it can be creamy, but also watery. Hmm. I'm gonna see what... I mean, it makes me think of that, um, we had This might a, be a little creamy. We had a rosé that was, like... Butter. Butter. Yeah. I remember that Interesting. one. Interesting. That's... I, I yeah. guess I wouldn't have thought of it as, like, a texture. Yeah. But, um, I mean... Like, try, I don't know. How would you describe that texture? It's more watery, I feel. But kind of creamy. Because it's not, like, sharp. I'm literally... this. I think this might be blowing my mind a little bit. Because now I'm thinking about all the wines I've ever tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, there really is, like, some that, like, come off watery. I feel like, like, it's whites, not like bad. whites are more watery than reds. But yeah, then there's I also like, like creamy like ones. Could be really creamy. Yeah, but they're more harsh with like the acidity. Yeah. In my, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my. I just don't like reds. So that might be. I don't know yeah. if I can speak on reds. I like sweet reds. Yes. You know. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Let's talk about the chapter, shall we? God, we're gonna get. We are I'm talking about Game of Thrones on our Game of Thrones podcast. If you didn't. What? I know. Crazy, right? Hmm. Wait, I wanted to try something. you hear it? <laughs> it's popping up like I wonder if it sounds good or not. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. We should just do a whole episode on like ASMR. I was just trying random shit. Like to see if wine it ASMR. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Down. Anyways. Okay. John is eating breakfast, apple cakes and blood sausage when Sam sits down next to him and tells John that he has been summoned to the sept and that he has passed out of training and is going to become a brother with the rest of them. Hell yeah, Sam. Yay. John was like, no way. That's awesome. And Sam says, yeah, he's going to be helping Maester Eamon in the library and with the birds because he needs someone who can read and write because Maester Eamon's kind of blind. Yeah. 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 So it's a, that's an important thing. John was so happy for Sam and said with a smile that Sam will do well with that role. Okay, Sam. Perks. Right. Do you say per? Yes, I do. <laughs> See, this is why we need Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Sam is concerned about being late, so they leave and head to the sept. When they get there, everyone was shocked to see Sam. Uh, Pip's mouth was wide open, and Toad poked Gren in the ribs when he saw him, but no one dared say a word. Dared say a word. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> Could you, while I'm reading this next dared paragraph, say a word? could you get me my book? Yeah, where is it? on the um, side table in the living room. Okay, then the high officers arrived. First was Maester Eamon, Sir Alistair, Lord Commander Mormont, and then behind them came the, came the senior members of the three orders, rangers, stewards, and builders. So we had Bowen Marsh, which was the first steward, Awful Yarwick, which was the first builder, and Jeremy Riker, who was looking after the rangers in Benjen's absence. Hmm. 
So, um, when Mormont, when everyone came in and was seated, Mormont uh, stood at the altar and started his speech. And I am going to read that speech to you. So on page 516, it says, um, Mormont, okay. You came to us outlaws, poachers, rapers, debtors, killers, and thieves. You came to us children. You came to us alone, in chains, with neither friends nor honor. You came to us rich, and you came to us poor. Some of you bear the names of proud houses. Others only have bastards' names, or no names at all. It makes no matter. All that is past now. On the wall, we are all one house. So he's basically saying that their past no longer matter, and that they're leaving everything they knew of their life behind yes. and they're starting anew um next paragraph a man of the night's watch lives his life for the realm not for a king nor a lord nor the honor of this house or that house neither for gold nor glory nor a woman's love but for the realm and all the people in it a man of the night's watch takes no wife and fathers no sons our wife is duty our mistress is honor and you are the only sons we shall ever have so, like I said, it's a new start for everyone. Um, all past sins are forgiven, and everyone is starting on a fresh page. All right, last paragraph. You have learned the words of the vow. Think carefully before you say them, for once you have taken the black, there is no turning back. The penalty for desertion is death. The old bear paused for a moment before he said, Are there any among you who wish to leave our company? If so, go now, and no one shall think the less of you. Um, so after that, he says they'll say their vows, um, here in the sept at evenfall, but asks, asks if anyone keeps the faith of the old gods and John stands and says that he does. Mormon tell, Mormon, oh my gosh, Mormont <laughs> tells him he can say his vows before a heart tree, just like his uncle Benjamin did. John says that the gods of the sept had nothing to do with him. So saying his vows here would mean nothing to him. So that's why he's going to go to the weirwood tree. I think he was just trying to explain it to everyone. Mormont says that Castle Black does not have a god's wood, but beyond the wall there is a haunted forest, and there is a grove of weirwoods half a league from that spot, and this is where John will say his vows. Then Sam speaks up and asks if he could go say his vows at the heart tree as well. Mormont asks if House Tarly keeps the old gods too. Sam says no, and Jeremy Riker's like, why are you going to forsake the gods of your own house? Sam explains that the Night's Watch is his new house and that the faith of the seven have never answered his prayer. So perhaps the old, perhaps the old gods will. <laughs> and Mormont allows it. So then uh, Mormont announces where each of the brothers will be placed. Um, they made the decision based on their strengths and skills. So I'm going to read off where everyone was placed. So Halder is a builder. Gren got ranger. Elbit got Builder, Pipar got Ranger, Sam got Steward, Mathar got Ranger, Darian got Steward, Totter got Ranger, and Jon Snow got Steward. Huh. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Because you literally just said they made the decisions based off of their strengths and skills. Exactly. Jon was the best fighter out of all of them. So, um... I'm sorry, what? So yeah, John didn't believe it. Um, he's like, maybe Mormont read it wrong. Um, he started to stand up and say something, then cut Alistair's eyes. He knew from a look that it wasn't a mistake, so he sat back down. Mormont rolled up his paper and said that the firsts would instruct them on their duties. With that, Mormont and Alistair left. 
Um, Jeremy Riker took the Rangers with him, and then Yarwick took the Builders. Then Bowen Marsh stepped up to talk with the stewards that remained in the Sept. He told Sam that he would be assisting Maester Eamon in the library and rookery. Chet would be in the kennels to help with the hounds. Darian is being sent to Eastwatch to help with the merchant galleys that come to trade. And Lord Commander Mormont specifically requested that John be his personal steward. Hmm. Yep. Which is... Hmm. Yeah. But we're going to get into that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> All right, so... Obviously, we know that John is salty. Mm-hmm. I'm salty for him. Mm-hmm. Because, what? Um, so he asks, he's like, he's like, what will my duties be? Will I serve the Lord, Com- Lord Commander's meals, help him fasten his clothes, fetch hot water for his bath? And Marsh said, certainly, and you'll have, and you will run his messages, keep a fire burning in his chambers, change his sheets and blankets daily, and do all else that the Lord Commander might require of you. And John's like, do you think I'm a servant? Right. I mean, which is kind of... That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Eamon says, no, um, we took you for a man of the night's watch, but perhaps we were wrong about that. And John asks to leave, and he's excused. Um, Darian and Sam leave with him, and they all go down to the yard. Um, I just... I, th- I literally picture him, like, stomping out. Yeah. Like, throwing a tantrum, being like... Huh. Like, quietly, because he knows that if he says anything, yeah, he's going to get in exactly. trouble. Yeah. Um, so Sam's like, John, wait, like, don't you see what they're doing? Um, and John blames Sir Alistair. I, I always want to say Alistair. I know. Um, Sir Alistair for a steward placement. And Darian says he's obviously too good for us stewards. Yep. So, I mean, like, literally, I th- it's like everybody else knows that this placement is... Bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Not just him. Right. Um, and John literally says out loud, I'm a better swordsman and a better rider than any of you. It's not fair. Okay. I, I get that he's upset right now, yes. but I feel like he could have said that in such a better way. Because yes. he's just coming off like a dick right yes. now. He just seems like a Arrogant. spoiled kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam says that John is now the Lord Commander's personal steward, which meaning this means he'll be with him day in and day out. Um he will not only pour his wine and keep his bed fresh, but he will also take his letters, attend meetings, and squire for him in battle. Um, so John, it will be a close shadow of the commander and know everything that he knows about everything. Mm-hmm. So this is, I mean, this could be a good thing. Exactly. That's what Sam's trying to exactly. say. Um, where was I at? There it is. Um, Sam then tells his story um, and says, when I was little, my father used to insist that I attend him in the audience chamber chamber whenever he had court. When he rode to High Garden to bend his knee to Lord Tyrell, he made me come. Later, though, he started to take Dick on and leave me at home, and he no longer cared whether I sat through his audiences so long as Dickon was there. He wanted his heir at his side, don't you see? To watch and listen and learn from all that he did. I'll wager that's why Lord Mormont requested you, John. What else could it be? He wants to groom you for a command. See? It could be a good thing. I just, it drives me crazy that, like, the way John just snapped kind of thing. Yes. And, like, Sam is still, like, come on. Like, come on, John. Don't exactly. you see? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And Sam's being me. a good friend. <laughs> Sam's just, I feel like Sam's just nice. He's pure. Like, through and through. He is. Um, it's not a mean bone in his body. Yeah. 
Um, so obviously John's like taken aback. He's like, uh, what? Um, he thought back and remembered that Eddard always had Rob attend things with him and thought that perhaps Sam's right, but you know, he's stubborn. Um, so he's like, I never asked for this. Okay. Bro, he sounds like a... <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, but Sam reminds him that no one is here for asking. Um, and John okay. felt ashamed of his actions. But like, John, John is kind, of, kind did. of did ask yeah. for it. Yeah. A lot of these other, most 99% of the people there did didn't not ask want to be at to... the wall. But he wanted to they be there. They were forced into it. Right. Yeah. So you get what you get. Yeah. Suck and you know, don't throw a fucking fit. Don't throw a fit. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so then, obviously, after this, John's feeling like, oh. Yeah. I'm ashamed. You should be. Good. Um, Sam had accepted his fate like a man. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so he agreed to stay and say his words with Sam at the Weirwoods. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, if Sam's taking it. You know, he's. I feel like he's like... Now, finally, like, okay, well, everybody else is taking it. Right. And not throwing a fit. Right. For all you know, like, everybody else is mad about what they got. Mm-hmm. So... So shut up and deal with it. Exactly. Um, later that afternoon, they proceed through the cold tunnel after... Under the wall and through three gates. Three. Jeez. Three. Um, Bo and March... Marsh. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Bowen Marsh um, must stop at each one and unlock them. Um, they emerge on the north side of the wall out into the afternoon sun. So they are now past the wall. Mm-hmm. Which is the first time I think we've heard of past I think this the is wall. The first other, time than the, past other than the prologue. Yeah. But that was... But our main characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, So Sam's worried about the wildlings, but is told that they never come this close to the wall. And even so, a group of rangers es- escorts them the rest of the way into the haunted forest. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I think Sam's just nervous about Question. everything. Yeah. Aren't there wildlings south of the wall as well, right? Yes. Because Bran got attacked, so I'm confused, right? I think I think a few of them have found ways past the wall. Yeah, but I, they what were I'm saying is like Sam is like home. worried that like oh like it's just it made, yeah. it made it sound like north of the wall is like the, the only, only time place you'll that you'll lanes. find them. Yeah, and that's not that's not the case. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. He's just he's just overreacting. He's one of those people that believes that the wall like thoroughly protects, protects them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. So John whistles and Ghost comes out of the tunnel and into the woods to join the party. Ghosty. Ghosty. Um, So they're in the haunted forest now and John said that the haunted forest felt much more like the wolf's wood around Winterfell, but felt a lot more ominous. I feel like that word's weird. Ominous. Ominous. Dangerous. Ominous. Creepy. Ominous. Um, said that very ominously. <laughs> <laughs> so when they finally reach the Weirwoods, um, it's it's dusk. There were nine Weirwoods growing in a rough circle. I so think this sounds really like, cool. Dusk part. is the end of the night, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Dawn, Dawn to dusk. Duh. Yeah. God. Don't, uh, don't, you know what? All of y'all 
Don't say a word. Don't at me. <laughs> I did not say that I was smart. And that was never a claim. It, right, exactly. Um, so everyone's breath is taken away by the picture of it. Um, the forest floor was covered in snow, and on top of the snow were fallen leaves, red on top and black rot beneath. Um, I just think that sounds so cool. The trunks of the trees were bone pale, and nine faces of the trunks on the trunks stared inward. The dried sap that was crested on the face was red as and hard as ruby. Because remember, the weirwoods have... I, I don't know if they're like... The faces are carved into it, or that's just how they grow. Yeah, I yeah. I don't remember because I remember seeing when we look at it in the. That's no. a good. You want to look it up? I'm gonna look up and see if they're like, um, carved or grown. You know? Yeah. Let's see what the Google says. Okay. Oh, they do not naturally grow that way. Instead, back in the ancient times of Westeros, the children of the forest carve faces into the trees as part of their magic and nature-based religion, which is built around the old gods. Okay. So maybe they just keep the tradition, and every time a weirwood grows, they just carve a face? Yeah. I don't know. I mean that... But it doesn't grow that way. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, so they stopped outside of the circle, and Bo and Marsh told them that they have to leave the horses outside of the circle because it's a sacred place, and they will not defile it. Mm -hmm. I will not be the one to defile this. Yes. Soiled it. <laughs> Soiled it. I don't know why that popped into my head. Soiled it. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, Sam said that he could feel old gods watching them, and John agreed. So that's kind of like a thing yeah like it's just that sacred that you feel it yeah um sam and john stepped into the circle and knelt to the ground and said their vows so here are the vows of the night's watch let's see if i can get through them without stuttering got this hear my words and bear witness to my vow night gathers and now my watch begins it shall not end until my death i shall take no wife hold no lands father no children i shall wear no crowns and win no glory I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the fire that burns against the cold. The light that brings the dawn. The horn that wakes the sleepers. The shield that guards the realm. The shield that guards the realms of men. I pledge my life and honor to the night's watch for this night and for all nights to come. Woohoo! Very well done. I only did it once. Very I well had done. To go back once. That wasn't bad at all. <laughs> um, Bo and Marsh then spoke. Um, you knelt as boys, rise now as men of the Night's Watch. Um, John rises and then helps Sam back up to his feet, and everyone's gathered around them to congratulate them. And after the quick celebration, Bo and Marsh says that they should be heading back. Yeah. It's that was, like, a really long journey for, like, a minute. Two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so suddenly Ghost comes back into the picture. Don't know where he had been. Um, but John noticed that he has something in his mouth, so he's like, what the hell? Um, so he calls him over and tells him you know bring it to me um and everyone gasps because the wolf drops a hand out of his mouth like a whole a hand. hand a whole ass hand Ooh. that's weird yeah that's gross that's how the chapter ends that's it folks just kidding we got discussion questions we got discussion <laughs> all right um do you think the rest of the recruits were happy for sam or do you think that they were like, I don't know if he deserves to like be out of training. 
You know, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't really give you a whole lot of, like, how they were, how they seemed to be feeling. Because, Except like... Except for them just saying they're like, what? Yeah. So, like, also, you have to think about, like, when they were training with Sir Alistair, everyone, like, made a pact to, like, protect him and, like... Not hurt him like Alistair wanted. Yeah. Like, stand up to Alistair I for think him. maybe, I think maybe they were, they didn't necessarily have, like, the opportunity to be, like, happy because they were so, like... Shocked. Surprised that he made it through. Like, they were just too busy being like, oh, shit, he yeah. actually did it. Like, But do you think, like, now that he has a brother and everything, do you think they're going to be happy for him? Or, like, no, you don't deserve it. You know? I, I think so, I think some of them will still be like, nah. I don't think they have a choice, though. Yeah. They're all brothers now, you know? Yeah. All right, number two. Do you think Sam was insulted by what John said about being a steward? Honestly, I don't think so. I don't think so because either. I know Darian I mean, was. Yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, but to me, like, I mean, I love Sam, yeah. but I think he, you know, I think he knows his skills and he knows that he was never going to be a ranger or anything like that kind of thing. Yeah. And he knew that like Stewart was going to be his best bet. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, John is pissed, but I almost, I I don't know. To me, Sam literally is like, no, like he should have been, you should have been a ranger, but make the best out of your situation. Make, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think Sam understood that John was just, upset in the moment about what happened and didn't really have time to process it yeah. and i think what his words like his words to john was just kind of like helping him yeah process what just happened yeah all right number three do you think john has fully accepted his position as a steward or is he still going to fight it i think hold on <laughs> huh. um i think he'll accept it to a point but i think he'll kind of stomp around like a spoiled kid for a while mm-hmm. like bitter about it and like obviously holding a grudge yeah but like yeah. not necessarily being all no i shouldn't be here right blah 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 like he's just kind of probably gonna be like i think he'll definitely grow into it mm-hmm. i think he's still upset but i think sam helped him yeah see realize. the good in it yeah. yeah that it's not all bad yeah exactly and it could be a good thing. It could yeah. end up being a very good thing for him. For real. So, yeah, that's it. Um, Our Tyrion tidbit for the week. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your life. Oh. Wow. Cool. You're so smart, Tyrion. <laughs> so wise. We made it through without Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Hell Yeah. <laughs> All right, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. And we also have an Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and a YouTube page at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we'll be discussing at our chapter 14. It's a really good episode, so make sure you tune in. Are we going to be alone again? Maybe. I don't know. I have to check with Chris. Okay. Um, So make sure you read that before next week. Thanks for listening.